There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening and welcome to episode number three of everybody's favorite podcast. Hashtag I'm with Bozo. I'm your host, Grant Bustle. Alongside with me today, we have another fellow champion of the bunch. Uh, there's the great trophies we get, uh, reigning from a South Lion, grew up Abs- Absolutely. My boy, SL Slaw Shooter, Corey Carlson. What up, G-Fuss? Corey, welcome, man. I appreciate you joining me this evening. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah, same, same. It's been a lot of fun so far, as you can tell, me and... Sarko had some fun last week. It was storming. Looks like we're going to beat those out this time. Um, Good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah, how was your day today? Good? Good. Yeah, you've been uh, been practicing? Practicing? You know, what you were going to say today on this? Oh, no. This is all free. Free flowing. I got it all ready to go. True. Plenty of stuff to talk about with the fantasy. Yeah, as as you always do. That's good. Uh, we need, you know, we always need people that keep keep the conversations rolling. For sure. Um, let's see here. Um, anything planned? You and Lindsay. Um, besides, obviously, the new addition to the family. Congrats on that coming up. Thanks. Yeah, just the baby girl coming here at the end of the year. Any names yet? Uh, I'll have to uh, wait until I tell the group of guys at the baby shower this weekend, so I can't spoil it here. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, maybe the next, maybe the next guest next week will uh, share it for you. Ooh, okay. So, oh, are you hinting at who you're going to be picking? Does that mean somebody, somebody from the party is going to be on next week? Boys, pay attention. Absolutely. Hey, tight. That was the um, best part is picking who's next week. Yeah, it's funny. Also, um, just so everybody knows, like, I have to do an episode of, like, me being interviewed. So, like, don't be shy to pick me to, like, go. I'm not saying pick me, but I'm saying, like, don't forget about me to, like, let me be the last one. I mean, I could be the last one, whatever. That's fine. But if somebody wants to pick me, like, don't forget. You have to. I have to get picked. Hey, how about whoever picks you actually interviews you? I would be down with that. I mean... That sounds fantastic to me. So if anybody's up for an interview or go. hosting the podcast, I should say, step up to the plate. Um, Cool. Sounds like everything's going good. Work's going good. Um, yeah. Still ripping some heaters or what? Yeah. I mean, got away from the cards a little bit, uh, but getting back into it here and there. Hell it's yeah. tough because you want to try and find some good retail, but – Prices are crazy. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Prices are nuts. They're actually starting. I've noticed they're starting to come down a touch. Not much, but a touch. Just because it's like all those retail places are putting like limits on what people can get, only selling them at certain times. So like people aren't like getting as gung ho about it anymore, which makes it good for people like you and me that are in it for the long haul to get rid of those, you know, flippers we call them. Yeah. And get everything back to where it should be. I agree. I've mostly been just going after PC teams. Like, I sent you that sick-ass 
uh, Casey Mize, Mize I just hit yesterday. Yeah. Two, two out of five. Live. Panini Eye Black. Auto. Yeah. I love Immaculate. It's so cool. Got a little Riley Green uh, auto action here for you on the screen. And nine, that's, I think it's card number yeah number nine. Go figure out of fifty. <laughs> number nine. Yeah, that's sick. Quintana though, I don't know. He's not. He, he's not any good. I only got it because it was Riley Green, and it was fairly cheap. So, love the heaters, man. Love it. Um. All right. Uh. Enough about our personalized, bro. Let's get down to what everybody's trying to talk about, and that is our fantasy football league. Detroit's own week two is in the books. Um, rough week, bro. Rough yeah, I was week. Gonna say, rough for you. A little tough week for you this week. Um, not that you didn't have production, or I mean, I guess you didn't. I shouldn't say you had a lack of production. I mean, you had productive players. It's just the people that you went against just seemed to do two to you know four, ten points better. Yeah. I mean. Mahomes obviously is gonna. He did exactly what he need needed to do. It's just Mahomes. He's always gonna be there. I mean, yep. it's like you said. One or two guys on Mike's team, a couple points better, and that's that's that. Nothing Good old crazy, Mikey. Yeah. Um. So I had a. Did you pick up Washington's defense because of the matchup? Are you just like streaming defenses or you like you just didn't want to play Arizona against Minnesota? No, I drafted Washington, uh, which is looking back now just a bad bad draft. Okay. Bad draft pick. Touche. Hey, I mean, you can own it. Not a lot of people can own their, you know, bad draft picks. I mean, they came out as a top five defense, but they just have with who they play and how it's lining up now, it's not going to be good matchups. So they See, cut. And it almost brings me to like the Lions defense that was really good when we had Sue. It was like our our D line was actually really good. Like they're they're prob- they're really good at stopping the run for the most part. I, I mean they had four sacks, but you know, they're back seven. I guess their linebackers and yeah, their their DBs are obviously just Getting torched. I didn't pay too much attention to Danny Dimes this week. I knew I should have, but he obviously had somewhat of a good game because they won. So, hey, um, you played. Um, let's see. Obviously, no one's gonna think to play. You obviously have good four good receivers. So I was gonna try to say why didn't you play um, more on your bench? Obviously. He got you 24 points, Rondell Moore. But, I mean, looking at your starting lineup, you don't really have a spot to put him. Yeah, I mean, that's you know? a tough call there. Rondell Moore, the rookie, I mean, he's hot right now. He has the highest target share on the team. So, I mean, he's got 34, almost 30, yeah, 35 points through two games. I mean, shoot. Yeah, he's he's up there. I mean, you never know. See, it's, it's hard. Got to him for that. trade bait if someone wants him. Here we go. See? It's funny. There hasn't – has there been any trade? There was one trade already this year, wasn't there? I Kevin and I already. Yeah, okay. Um, that sucked for me. I was going to say, let's get your thoughts on how that's been so far. What uh, – give me the uh, give me the whole mindset of what went on with you and Kevin with trade discussions. What did he message you? What was going on? Give me the old back and forth here. Give me what it takes to be a GM in this league. Well, I mean, it's tough to say 
off of just a one-week history because I already think it sucks because if I don't trade that, I definitely have a good chance at winning. But longer term, uh, I was I was high on Baker to start, and then I watched that Kansas City Browns game week one, and Baker literally, he's just a game manager. And that team is so run heavy that this guy ain't going to get a lot of touchdowns. So I had to figure out a way to get rid of him. Okay, try to – right. I mean, obviously somebody wanted him, KG in the kitchen. KG in the kitchen, but – so I had to kind of combo something up to – be able to trade away and just worked out. He gave up Hopkins, got Joe Burrow, who I think long-term will be fine. Bad weeks okay. happen. Yeah. thought I had a steal in getting Allen Robinson and maybe with uh, Andy Dalton fucking hopefully riding the pine now. Turned out good. Yeah, right? I was just about to say, how did uh, how did Baker do this week? He didn't do so hot. He lost it. He got 19 points. Okay, so so far, I mean, yeah, as of right now, you know, it, as of right now, right? Like you said, it's not the worst trade so far. Correct. So I like it. I like it. Definitely would have just helped to maybe push it over and beat beat that Michael guy, the old Michael guy. Let's see. So he had, he had Jalen Hurts, Gronk. Oh no, that's my thing. Oh, where am I at? I mean, really, Mike just had his three main players, right? Two QB league, your QB's got to put up 20 points a week. That's the only way you're going to do anything here. 100%. CMC. I mean, but CMC is always going to be 20, 25 points. So. Yeah, and he even got taken out for a couple series, I think. Yeah, because they were whooping that ass. No, I think he got hurt. They said something. He got taken. He, he went off for a few drives. Ooh. I only know that because I also have him in one of my other leagues, but we're not supposed to talk about other leagues in here. <laughs> People, hey, oh, you were—I the, think you were the one. It was me. I—I would agree. It was the inaugural podcast of <laughs> Detroit's own, and we started talking about fucking other leagues. Detroit's own. What's that? Detroit's own fantasy football, baby. Yeah, AKA is what it's about to be soon. Once we petition to get it changed to hashtag I'm Bozo, we're gonna get the league name changed to the podcast name. Definitely. Um, all right. There was one other thing that I wanted to ask you about. I didn't know what it was. So, with your, um, Let's get to it here. The drafting. Let's take you back to the beginning of the season. Actually, we can even talk about your last week matchup. Um, last week, you played. Bitch boy. Um, yeah. And you won, right? That's why you're one and one. Week one winner. Yeah. So take me. Did you do anything different from week one to week two to where you won in week one and maybe caused you to lose in week two? Nothing different. I mean, he, all the stars just came. Patrick Mahomes fucking lit it up. DeAndre Hopkins went off game one. Okay, Keenan yeah. Allen had a big game. Uh, Miles Sanders, David Mon- I mean, everyone just had a big game. So, yeah, and I was expecting big things from Keenan Allen this week, too, because, like, that was that primetime prime prime time game. Matchup. Yeah, man, and, like, Herbert's time to shine, and it was just like – I mean, he didn't do bad, but, like, 
you need 20 there, dude. You need 20. Yeah, his time will come. I mean, two games over 100 yards, you Ooh. know the touchdowns will follow. Yeah. As long as he keeps getting his targets. Yeah. As long it's as like, the target share stays up. I mean, they don't even really have too many other threats on that offense. I mean, they got what, Jared Cook as their tight end? Or who do they get as their tight end? I think it is Jared, Jared Cook. Cook. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's all right, but he's not going to steal too many targets away. So I, I've always been a big Keenan Allen fan. I actually have a sweet autograph of his from Flawless. Keenan Allen is. Big Keenan Allen guy over here. Um, Jared Cook is the Chargers for sure. Yeah. Kind of um, like that. Uh, oh, can you see the Kenny G? I can see the Kenny G. Is that uh, the – so, obviously, it's black jersey. But is the numbers – are they, like, light blue? Yeah, they're light blue. Oh, my bad. Put the drink away. That's light blue plus so... that's the rookie year auto. The old rookie jersey auto, and it's JSA certified. It is Coming JSA. That's right. Got to find those hot heaters. Oh, there. I'm always trying to go to the Sandmar, bro. I'm always trying to go. Um, all right, so let's go back to Nick's house when we were drafting. Um, I would like to know your thought process on who you kept and why you kept them so far. Um, so I kept David Montgomery, hashtag Eric is a bozo. Couldn't even say who I kept. Um, uh-huh. David Montgomery, just because. Last year, at the end of the year, dude was a beast. Um, a lot can probably be contributed to that Chicago sucked anyways. Okay. True. Two um, shot. But I thought sixth round is going to be good value. I know he's not going to be a, a top 10 running back. I mean, maybe we'll see. But Yeah, see, anything can happen. He gets, uh, a lot, he gets enough touches. Correct. At least could be a top 20 running back. So, round six, getting a RB 1.5 to 2. I think it's pretty good value. And then my other keeper, um, shit, I don't even remember who my other keeper was. Ooh, we must have not been uh, too relevant. See, and I don't have a way. I've been looking. I've been trying to, like, I think I can, like, look on their, t- like, team in the league thing, and it'll sh- have a little, like, K next to them for a keeper. But other than that, I mean, I know Eric has a – Somewhat of something. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. That's right. So where was he at? I kept him round two, which for the value round two, because I was the third overall pick with the snake draft. Coming back late round two, solid. Okay. Yep. Because I mean, by then you have to think Tyreek Hill, fucking Devonte Adams, yep. D Hopper, probably the top three wide receivers. They're already so going to be gone. One, then. Yeah. yeah. You can get one of them there. You might as well. I think that's very smart. I would agree. Honestly, the draft was. Uh, I didn't like my spot in the draft, just because with our league, our league is very running back dependent. Just be, and I think that's how most leagues are. Running backs. If you can get a top five running back, it's going to help you big time. And great. How our keepers play out is nine times out of ten, almost everyone keeps at least one running back, if not two, just because they're so they're a hot commodity. And coming in with the third pick, there was only two running backs that I wanted before. 
coming into the draft, which was obviously CMC and fucking Derrick Henry. That's because I was keeping Dalvin Cook, right? Dalvin Cook was capped. Fucking you, Saquon, Saquon was Saquon. he wasn't capped, he was, but no, he's he, coming yeah, off the injury. Yeah, and everyone, everyone it's always had hard their... with that. That three to four pick right there. It's always hard to like determine what you should get, like especially when you got a, a stud running back coming off an injury. Is he going to be like AP, where he's a stud, or is he going to come back and be like run DMC like a fad and just fizzle out? So you were right in that spot where it was like you can't get. I mean, you couldn't get the top three guys because they were gone. They were gone. So Kamara like, was capped. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, I get that. That's a tricky spot. So I think you did all right, though, from what I'm looking at so far. I mean, Patty Mahomes, It's people are always going to think taking a QB first round, but in our league it's not a big deal because it's two QB league. And especially Patty because when he's getting more points than running backs. Correct. Like, like, yeah, Miles Sanders got you six points and you lost. But, like, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. You're, overall, you didn't do too bad this week from your running back position. You got, you know, 17 points. That's not entirely bad for your, you know, with your other skill positions you have with Mahomes. And Keenan Allen's supposed to have, you know, more, you know, the 20 points. And Burrow, the other quarterback in your flex, you're projecting to get at least 20. So, like, I see your thinking behind taking Mahomes that early. Yeah, I mean, if you even if you look at other matchups, which I can talk about other matchups because we're not going to get them this week to talk about, but right, even going back to Hot Chubb Time Machine, he only got 18 from his running backs, and he's got Nick Chubb and Clyde Edwards. I mean, exactly two players think, that are better than my players. And think of the draft picks that he used on those two. That, Correct. Uh, you know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, it's it it. it you know, puts everything into perspective a little bit. And I that's what I like about this league, too, is, like, you said it's very running back, like, dominant, which I feel like it is, but to an extent, because there's so many other guys, like quarterbacks, that can get you that 25, you know, 30 points that, like, are normally in other leagues are in the free agent pool or, like, sitting on somebody's bench, you know? Agree. So, I will give Bozov some credit. Having two quarterbacks is a big thing. I like it. I like it, too. Even though I think it was my idea originally to bring it into the league. But we'll give it to to Bozo. Yeah, we'll give him some credit. Got to every now and then. Throw me a freaking bone here. (laughs) Um, All right. Obviously, you won the first league um, season here as DO's league champion. Absolutely. Right. Going back to when we first started this league, obviously I was the original bozo of everything with the Fat Stacks League. You actually did end up winning that last season. So do you consider yourself a two-time champ in this league? I need to hear it for the fans. No, and I'll I'll give the credit to Eric because he rebranded the league. So kind of started off fresh, even though we maybe added two different people than before. Correct. Um, but with him rebranding it, bringing in the two trophies a year and everything, I'll say no, just a one time, but Hey, I will at least always be the inaugural winner. Yes, he will. And uh, if you ain't first, you're last. Yep. Name will always be enshrined on the gold. Yes, sir. All right. So obviously we talked a little bit about your draft. Um, 
Was there anybody you missed out on that you wanted to draft that you couldn't? Somebody took before you or after you that you wanted on your swing back, maybe? Um, yeah, I had the draft up. I'll pull it right back up because there's definitely a few, um, which is where one, two, three great picks, also 10, 11, 12 great picks, just because in the snake, we obviously can uh, double dip pretty easily. Right. So uh, there's definitely a few people that I, I wanted to go after, um, that I missed, (laughs) um, one probably being Miles Gaskin out of Miami, even though we'll, we'll see hindsight's 2020. He's not off to the great start, but it was coming back to where Mike and Ryan had two picks before me, and I kept trying to hype Mike up to take someone else, take someone else, and then oh yeah, what do you know? There he you takes him, and I'm just now. fucked. Yeah, so you didn't even take a running back till the fifth round. Correct. And, I mean, at that point – that's why I wanted Miles Gaskin, and then I didn't have a choice. I mean, if you looked at the pre-draft rankings, Miles Sanders, there was probably five or six running backs that were pre-draft ranked below Miles Sanders that were taken already uh, off the board. Yeah, I noticed that. That happened a lot in yeah a lot of drafts. And I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I don't really have a choice. I mean, you take yeah, someone shittier or – yeah, take if you don't the take him there, you're – I mean, not that any other ones got t- – I mean, Mar- yeah, you took – I mean, you you were the one next one to take running backs for the most part. I mean – Yeah, at the time – After there was that, two, I guess. Though there's only two options at the time. It was Miles Sanders and Travis Etienne, however we say his name, right? Yeah, which, yeah, he had it, super big upside, though. Super, super big upside. Though. I agree, and I was like, ah – I'm not going to trust a rookie, and that's why I don't discredit Blake. That's a great draft pick. You can't forecast someone getting hurt. True. I just – I wasn't going to trust a rookie running back, especially with a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. So, I went with the veteran Miles Sanders. Oh, yeah. There's where it shows me where I was looking for the keepers. Nice. You actually ended up going back-to-back running back. Well, your keeper was six. Keeper. Yeah. Tight. Um, let's see. Curtis Samuel, huh? What was the thought behind him? Curtis Samuel, he was uh, kind of a a late round player. I was probably just trying to fill the bench. I mean, okay, I already cut and whatnot. Yeah, he used but, to be a stud when I'm Carolina, right? Yeah, he's already been cut though. Yeah. And I thought, especially with P- Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is probably why I cut him because Fitzpatrick got hurt right away. True. That offense would have been very good. Antonio Gibson, uh, Scary yeah. Terry, they they should have been a very good offense. Scary Terry picked it up this week in a big way for my dog, Sarko. Glad he didn't do it last week. Yeah. Probably would have beaten me. He didn't. So they definitely would have aired it out more. Uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but not so much anymore after the injury. Yeah, and plus, I mean, who knows what's going to go on with the quarterback situation over there. I mean, the injury bus has plagued the league pretty hard this year. I was going to say, that was my next point of emphasis, point of topic here, emphasis here, was the injuries that happened this week. I mean, geez, oh, Pete. Knock on wood, I've lucked out so far. 
but shit, injuries pretty much everywhere for everyone. Yeah, I was gonna say you, but I was looking. You don't have. I don't even think. Yeah, like you said, not gonna want anybody that's even hurt. Which, all right. Um, did I? I don't think I had anybody go down this week. Thank God. I mean, what about you? Let's talk about your matchup. I mean, I've you know we splash tastic over here, baby. We're two and zero. We're, we're right at the one hundred and fifty mark where we where are projected to be every week. Uh, we did our thing over here. Lavisca Chenault kind of screwed me. He only had a point. Um, I guess I should have played Zach Moss, but I knew he wasn't going to get a big workload. But he got two touchdowns, and so that uh, wasn't the best. I also kind of had to piece together some. Running backs, I got lucky with Gritton Fournette kind of late in my drafts because I had uh, Zach Moss obviously got hurt. So I was kind of scrambling for some running backs myself, even though I kept Cook. But, I mean, all in all, on my side, everything looked pretty well. Everybody did what they needed to. Kyler got 40. Jefferson, you know, close to 20, got 18. Jamar Chase was on my bench last week. Got 20, made the starting lineup this week. So I'm, I, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about my team. I got Gronk as a free agent, back to back weeks of twenty points plus. Gronk's TE one right now. That is what a splash tastic uh, performance, two week performance looks like. You, you want to know what splash, what it takes to be on splash tastic? Go look at Rob Gronkowski last two weeks. He's splashing. Kyler Murray splashing. Justin Jefferson splashing. Jamar Chase splashing. Delvin Cook splashing. We over here hey. splashing. Jalen Hurts he's splashing. My team is over here putting up some numbers. I know it's gonna come back to haunt me because it's happening every year. I start out hot. And I fall off, so I'm ready for it. I will. Sorry. I'll give you credit for being two and zero. But let's be honest. Eric has a good team who you went against. So I don't know how you he goes from scoring two hundred points week one to a fucking hundred points week two. That's bad. Incon- inconsistent inconsistencies. His team is just inconsistent. They're boom or bust. Boom or bust, we'll, baby. I also digress on this. But we don't have to talk about his team. <laughs> Hey, we're not he talking does about have a good team. team. We're just talking about the matchup this week. True. And his, um, I mean, you're not going to win when you have one, two, three, four, five, six single digit guys in your lineup. Yeah. That's you why, know? hey, it's my week. We're talking about the matchup. True. Ooh. And he's under I mean, the injury bug right now. Jarvis true. Landry just went on the IR. Yep. Look Which, out. Pre game, though. Oh, are you talking about uh, easy? Yeah. Pre game, though, he was fine. You know, so I think Omari Cooper also got hurt in the game and didn't come back. Mm. So, yeah, he had bruised ribs, leaving his status in doubt for this coming up week. Ooh, he's better get get going so on the waiver wire. Also did, so, yes, I, my team was splashing some numbers, but his team also did have a couple guys go down and a lot of guys want to perform. I mean, Jameis Winston, obviously the week before he went ballistic and now he only had eight points, you know. Yep. So, I mean, Justin Herbert, like you said, quarterbacks, you got to be good for 20. He only got 16. So, it's like he has a good team. Herbert and Devontae Adams, like, those are two of the top, I think, top echelon guys in the league. They just – I I got lucky and caught him on a good week. I mean, his defense put up 19 points. Mine put up two. Inconsistent <laughs> team. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, my defense – Pittsburgh's D hasn't really been so good the last two weeks. But, I mean, my team – my team – it's been pretty consistent so far. Everybody's been doing what they've needed to for the most part, besides like Chenault, who fucking hasn't done anything. I mean, to talk about my team for a minute, 
I was able to – I had a dilemma between who I was drafting or keeping. I mean, I had to either keep Dalvin Cook or Kyler Murray, but they would have both been my first-round pick because Dalvin Cook was my first-round pick, but I would have kept Kyler Murray two years in a row as my seventh-round pick from two years ago. So keeping the second year becomes your first-round pick. I couldn't keep them both. So I had a very dra- uh, dramatic decision to make on uh, draft day. Well, not draft day, but keeper day. And I eventually think I made the right decision because I ended up getting Kyler Murray in the draft pick that I wanted to get Kyler Murray without keeping him. So that was kind of a little bit of my strategy. And I think it worked. So I think so far. you made the right decision no matter what, because we before we put our keepers in, we get to know our draft order. But I wouldn't have been able to have a shot at drafting Delvin Cook. Agree. That's why because with so us knowing smart. the draft order before right. putting in our keepers, right, you know if you're the 12th pick this year, Ain't no fucking way you get Dalvin Cook. So yeah, so it's like I might as well ride it out for the set two years that I get him, and you know let bygones be bygones with Kyler. If I can get him, great. If not, I can find another stud. Yep, I agree. Tight. Um. So we, I know it's always on the outline to do the predictions for Week Three. That's up to you if you want to like predict who you think's gonna win each matchup. Um, we can just do the seasonal things. If you want, basically, we're doing the top six because Bozo's a Bozo, and he did six. He couldn't figure out the other <laughs> to split it. So, um, let me get uh, your predictions. Who's going to be the top six, and who you think is going to ultimately have a shot at the makeshift Lombardi Trophy? Well, to be biased for a second, uh, obviously, I'm going to win. So, <laughs> hey, we'll just put it right there. Um, but to be unbiased. I definitely um, – Duncan. Duncan's uh, one of those silent killers, right? Duncan doesn't say too much, but he always has good drafts. He just needs to learn how to finish. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, he always makes the playoffs. He's always in it, but it's like – He makes bad GM yeah. decisions. At crunch time. Which you guys – you better write this down now to talk about how the fuck do you start Blaine Gabbert. That is fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I definitely see Duncan, uh, see Raj. See Raj has got a very good team and easy uh, being kind of the top three. Well, you got four there. So you got yourself, Duncan, see Raj, easy. Uh, no, myself was biased. I'll, nope, I'll take myself your, Nope, you can't. <laughs> you said it was number one. You're number All one. Right. You're saying Corey is claiming he's winning, ladies and gentlemen. For sure. Um, and then after that, on uh, round up, Nick, Nick's going to be up there. Cuddy Sark, he'll be in there. Six is a uh, six is probably kind of a toss up. I'm going to give six to Splash Tastic right now. Ooh, wee. Okay. I like it. You'll finish in there, but I'm definitely going to get my prediction for the bottom two bottom feeders. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I, I forgot to mention, we're obviously doing the whole bottom feeders as well. Uh, we have been doing the bottom three, I believe. Ooh, even better. I think. Isn't that what it was? Let me check here. I got it written down right. Yeah. Uh, you know who's going to be salty about my top six? Official predictions. Ride Losers, on. we are doing the bottom three. For a recap, we'll do a little recap of, the, of the, the previous losers' picks. So far, KG's got one, Brett has two, Blake has two, and Igor has one. 
well, let's add another one to Bozo Kamish because his team is fucking hot trash. Oh, they literally just got done shoveling the septic system. Here we go. Picking up his septic, making a septic tank for him. He's on Facebook asking for people to drain his, build a septic tank in his backyard. Just call his team. That way he can dump all that shit into it. Yep. Uh, definitely going to go with Ship the Quan. Uh, Ship the Quan is off to a rough start this year, and I don't think it's going to get any better for him. The old shipping of the Quan. You're getting and, all technical on me. I got to do a little. Uh, I got to do a little research here. Ship the Quan is going to be Block Hey. How a boy. Ship the Quan is Blake. And then uh, to finish out, I'll, we'll add another one to uh, the infamous combo of Bitch Boy and Rudolph. Ooh, Bretty That's- G. Brett G, that's an interesting dynamic that they have. So, I agree. Off to a shaky start. Are they? Uh, let me see. Where are they? They are. What was their team name? Um, Hot Chub Time Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which? Oh, they got a. They got their first dub under their belt. So the new coach. Hey, the coach we'll, seems to be putting the right product on the field so far for them over there. I mean, looking at their team, they don't look that bad, but I mean, they have two of the worst quarterbacks, I think, in Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. But agree, and that's where. Uh, hey, we'll 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 throw a little shout out to the owner. He's not being a Martha Ford and sitting back. I agree. He at least reached out and see if he could do anything to make a trade, but he was shot down. Okay, so. nice. I like that. Uh, Brett's reaching out, trying to make some deals. I like that. That's what a good owner. GM he, too. I like it. He He's knows. Hiring. He also brought in a new regime this year, right? He did. <laughs> three years staff. in a row. Yep. Three, three years in a row. <laughs> three years, three new regimes. I mean, kind of sounds like the Lions, but, you know, to each their own. You, you, you don't know what you got until you find it, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully finds it sometime. Hopefully, for our sake, it ain't this year. Because I would love to make it to the ship. Oh. It ain't going to be this year. Back-to-back would be sweet. No back-to-back shot. There has not been anybody that's gone back-to-back yet this year. Uh, Which, or in this year, I should say, this whole thing that we got going on here. How long is this? What, have you been five years, six years? Well, my trophy here says 2016. So, yeah, this will be year six. Six? Nice, yeah. That's great. We need to also, I mean – maybe do it as a dynasty league, but it's kind of hard because you have to like, you have to like pick a year to like start fresh. Start your, yeah. Start fresh. Yeah. It's so hard to do because we've already had keepers for so long and everything that would play into the keeper thing with like, Oh, you gotta, if you keep them here, like, you know, the whole first round pick and whatnot, and then drafting new people. It's, I've heard it's a lot of fun. I also heard it's a lot more time consuming and a lot more research. And like, I know a lot of people in this league don't like to do research that much as it is. I mean, I do, but a lot of people that, you know, we, they don't like to put too much into it. They kind of like draft their team, set their lineups, you know, if somebody gets hurt or somebody else, whatever, but no, I'm right there with you. I want, I, I, I wish we could do a dynasty league. It'd be nice to find one. I was for the two keepers when we started, but I'm against two keepers. I wish we should go back to one. Oh, this is a hot take. Hot Why? take. Uh, just because with the two keepers, it's already 24 people off the board. And, I mean. Two rounds. Two full rounds in our league. Two full rounds off the board. And, I mean, 
just personal preference, it put me in a shit spot this year of how to draft. Uh-huh. So does that come back on you with shitty keeping strategies or just you falling in a draft spot that you couldn't have anybody that you wanted to get because people were keeping them? Um, Probably a little bit of both. But last year, I mean, Bozo went through how the league changed from two through two years ago to last year, right? With uh, yeah, the, the mad trading of picks, and yeah. I'm kind of glad we asked that, to be honest with you. But I agree. Ryan and I were so stacked with picks that at the end, I mean, I was trying to get super good value out of my keepers, which is where I went with Montgomery and Hopkins. And then, See, looking back, I would have to look back on it to look at some of the trades that you made last season to put yourself into the position that you're in right now. That could have also had a big say in why maybe two keepers looks bad for you is because of the you know the trades that you made put you in a thought you thought it was going to put you in a better spot to either win last season or draft a good team this year, and maybe that had something to do with. Well, I did. I made a I made a phenomenal trade. I traded fucking Ryan late in the season, got got David Montgomery, and he went on a fucking tear to where when you beat Ryan in the semifinals, I was like, this is a lock. I'm about to fucking win. Oops. Like, I thought I was a no-doubt lock to beat you. So, That's good. it was a shocker when I lost to you. So, I thought the trade I, I made saying, at the time. Dude, I didn't think I was going to win. Trade like, at the time, I, was... I thought it was a good trade. Yeah, I agree. It was a good trade. So then when you got him in the trade, he then became your keeper of when you decided to keep him because did Ryan keep him then or did the guy that you traded, you drafted him in that round pick? Ryan drafted him in round six that okay. year. So that's so, did, I, that's so that I'm thought process went into you making that trade at the time back then or no? You were just no. like, I need somebody now to get me to the championship. I don't care. I don't even plan on keeping it. I'll keep yeah. someone else. I agree. That's what it was. And Ryan was stacked at running back, so didn't have to give up too much to get him because he was so stacked at running back that David Montgomery was riding pine for Ryan. Right. So Then I pick him up, and he's a starter, fucking yeah. shining star. Right, yeah. It's just like uh, they said uh, Jamal Williams, that interview with Jamal Williams, when they were like, oh, another man's trash is another man's garbage. <laughs> he's like, I'm like the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they take me that out to so eat funny. all the time. Yeah. Take me out to eat all the time. It was so funny. That was a good little bit. I liked it. I saw that yesterday. I like that. Agree. Also, I mean, you might as well touch base on what we just talked about a little bit. The Lions, I mean, they kind of looked like a little bit of a football team in the first half yesterday. All right. Slow your roll, pal. Come on. I mean, I'm, I just said they kind of looked like an actual football team. That's all I meant. Like, Jared Goff was literally like nine for nine at one point with two touchdowns. Like, that – that's a little. Dude, the, the guys got. To baby me, hands. that's a little. Whoa! Like extreme close-up Wayne's World. Whoa! Like what's going on here? Uh, Jared Goff has baby hands, for one. Hey, I'm not saying I like Jared Goff or that he's even good or that whatever, but I'm saying what I saw him do yesterday. I mean, it made me like, kind of say like, dang. I've seen this before with the Lions. They look good. They're gonna fucking blow it. But he kind of looks good right now. He's. He was managing the offense the way that this offense needed to be managed to move the ball to score points, and they were doing it. Agree. I think there's a few things with the lines, right? The defense is trash. We already know that. Atrocious. We need to get that fixed. 
Second, I like Dan Campbell, but after two games, it's a little rough. The first game, it was a blowout, so all that shit was garbage time for them to even get close. Yeah. The way they started this game, obviously, obviously, obviously the way they carried themselves over from the end of the first week to this week, obviously it translated because they came out very hot and played well. Agree. And where this is where he needs to grow as a coach. I know it's his first year, so I'm sure he'll start to grow. He prepped them very good. That's why they started hot. He got straight fucking hit to the shitter in the second half when Matt Flynn went in. They did change the game plan a little bit and fucked the Lions up. Right. Which is where Dan Campbell, he'll learn over time. I know it's his first year. He just needs to – he can't say keep doing the same shit each half each team each coach is always going to readjust find new game plan and go with it yeah oh 100 and that yeah and they he didn't seem like he made any adjustments no adjustments at all yeah so it's like i mean I, like you said it's a learning process with him he's a new fresh head coach still he's learning as well which i also found out yesterday that mark Brunell's our quarterback's coach i love that Ooh, Marky Burnell. I love that. Saw him on uh, ESPN last night. Didn't know he was our quarterback's coach. That's the next uh, Super Bowl champion with the Jaguars, I believe, if my memory serves me correct. I love that he's teaching our quarterbacks how to play the position. Uh, I mean, the problem – I maybe guess I we'll... say that because the more I feel the more people that have been in – Football, have played football, have coached football that can get into this Lions organization. They can get these people that are in the position of power to put their mindsets in football mode instead of business mode, which I think with the way they played in the first half yesterday was that coming into fruition. I agree. I mean, I like Mark Rennell, great quarterback coach. The problem is who is our quarterback, right? True. We'll yeah. see. I mean, we didn't draft a quarterback this year, so we don't have something for the future. Jared Goff, he's a good placeholder, we'll Hold call it, it yeah. for two yeah. to three years, but we need to figure out who our long-term quarterback is going to be. Maybe we could see our uh, – Going back to the injury bug, Tua. Tua. I mean, we should have drafted Justin Herbert. Did they say anything about him today? Uh, if he was okay. I know he was, I think he was having an MRI or something. I can't remember. Well, I'll take a look because I'm playing Nick this week, and oh, Nick okay. has so two up. Right into my next point is let's look. I've I've been leaving that out in the previous episodes, which obviously hashtag growing pains over here. We're still learning and growing. Looking forward to your matchup next week. Go right into what you were going to say. Sorry. Yeah. So this week I'm playing Cuddy Sark. Cuddy Sark is zero and two, about to be zero and three. Ooh, wee shots fired. Ooh, uh, but Tua. He's uh, day-to-day, so we'll see. Got that rib injury, but they're saying it's nothing major, so he might be able to suit up. Currently questionable for those that are still paying attention at home. Currently questionable. But if he does suit up, that white boy from the Raiders on the end, Mason Crosby, is going to light him up. We saw what he did to Lamar Jackson primetime Monday night two weeks ago. Yep, sure did. So... Two is in for a little bit of a world of hurt, so I kind of he's hope only he starts. Gotten, he hasn't. I mean, I guess he's he's only gotten eighteen point eighteen points, and then obviously he got hurt last week. So like, not to uh, put Nick in a tough place, but I hope he starts and then gets hurt and comes out 
and scores less than a point again. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel he's projected 19, but you can't do too much on projections. He currently does have Tyler Heineke on his bench. Could be a little last-minute start over there, but it's supposed to rain in Buffalo, and he's playing at Buffalo. So, I, you know nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So, I wouldn't be starting Heineke on the road against the Bills. Yes, especially that Bills defense, which we saw last week, put a hurt yeah. on Miami. He's got them, too. Probably. <laughs> yep. That's going to be that's gonna be a good match. How do you that, even hopefully. who do you root for there? I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if he starts Henneke, you got Buffalo's defense going against your quarterback. What do you root for? Your quarterback to throw a touchdown, your defense points go down. See, that's rough root. That's always a tough thing, too. I've never I wouldn't do it. I probably I mean the chances of Buffalo scoring more points than Heineke are I think way greater than then Heineke score, yeah. I would agree. Then Heineke scoring more than the defense, but I mean, I who knows? Washington showed out last week, so I mean, they put up some numbers, so you never know what could happen. Yep, could be. It is raining though; it's preserved while it's supposed to. So I agree. Let's, Let's see. see. Oh, you know what? Now that we're looking at Cody Stark real quick, how did? Okay, Najee. Okay, Najee played like a second round pick, getting nineteen points. Me and Cody talked about that last week. He said. 5.9 points does not – will not cut it as a second-round pick in Detroit's own fantasy football league. I no think won't. 19 points will. If he can consistently get 19 points, that is a very valuable second-round pick, in my opinion. I only say that because I love the Steelers, and I really wish they would have won this week, but they didn't. That was a that, – that took a hit. That kind of hurt the parlay, too. Yeah. How about that guy that had the 19-leg parlay that needed the Lions to win to win 750K? <laughs> I don't know what Bozo in their right mind, because even our Bozo Kamish admitted in the chat he would cash out. Yep. I would cash out. You can't put your faith in the Lions like that. You had to. I would have cashed out because you still would have got like a quarter of it, maybe. You would have got more than you bet, you know? You bet like 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you probably get five to 10 grand out of that if you're winning. You easily get five to 10 grand out of that. They were talking about on 97.1, and they were like, oh, well, I hope the hedgehog comes out. Like, oh, where's the hedgehogs at? Like, hedge the bet and take the Packers. Like, don't hedge the bet. Like, these apps nowadays let you cash out. Like, cash out. Well, I mean, you, we talked about the hedge bet, though, right? For him to hedge the bet and even make it worth anything, you hedging at minus 600 on the money line for Green Bay, don't and you're dropping I mean, three. I would have taken the spread. But they, I don't know if they covered. Did they cover? They covered. Yeah, see, I would have done but he had the money line bet, so you can't hedge. I wouldn't hedge the spread because you could double whammy. He had the money yeah. line for the Lions, so you have to take the opposite, which is the money line for Green Bay. Yeah, so you got to put up. Because if you you could hedge it with the spread, but then you run the risk of double whammy. Yeah. Them losing, the Lions losing, plus Green Bay not covering. So you had to be the truly worst, hedge. Yeah. You needed to take the money line, but – at minus six hundred, you bet in three hundred thousand. Even you're only getting paid out like sixty k. Ain't worth it. I mean, it is if it doesn't hit and the other one hits. We talking mm-hmm. about true. So it's like it kind of is worth it because you. I mean, you're still getting. I mean, but in hindsight, yeah, you're only getting. You said like sixty k cash out, but it's like that's originally it was only like a. A twenty-five dollar bet, yeah. So yeah. it's like it's worth it. You're right. It's it is totally worth, worth it to do it. that because if if that one doesn't hit and you lose on that three hundred thousand dollar bet or whatever that sixty whatever it was, you win seven hundred grand. Exactly. So you're still profiting like four hundred k. 
It's yeah, it's definitely you know? worth it. But for a person who probably bet twenty five bucks, ain't no way he's he ain't got two hundred k. Put up to hedge that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Still though, it's wild, man. It's so wild how that can happen. Me and my buddy Jake did a DraftKings basketball lineup last year, and we did it for two hundred bucks. It was very hard to obviously put up two hundred dollars at one point, and we ended up taking second place, and we won eight thousand dollars. It was the biggest win I've ever seen and the most incredible thing I've ever seen in a DraftKings lineup. It was a daily uh, basketball one that we Ooh, did. Oh, you were in a daily? All well, right. So he was uh, he was doing like the – he does like the little ones every now and then. He gets a dollar here, two dollars there sometimes. And I, he told me he was he put one in. He sent me a screenshot of the lineup. And I like looked on the app and I was like feeling frisky. I was like, dude, why don't I give you the 200 bucks, put together a lineup, put it in this thing, see what happens. And dude, I had never been more butt puckered besides last week against Cuddy Stark than I was then when I was watching those final games come down. Cause it came down to like Russell Westbrook, like playing against Portland, needing to like score like four points for us to like get like $4,000 more dollars. So we could have won 12, 12 grand was Damn. first place. We ended up getting second. It was eight grand and we ended up splitting it. And it was just like, we just went like bonkers. It was the coolest betting thing I'd ever done, seen, been a part of my entire life. I mean, speaking of betting, because I don't want to take away from your story because that's a good win. Hashtag, we are in Detroit. It's legal here in Michigan to talk about sports gambling and to also place sports bets on apps that allow us to geolocate in this state. Just so anybody doesn't get anything twisted. Who legally is listening to us that's going to take us to court? Fuck. Check it out, bro. My app records where people are listening to me from. Hashtag shout out to my man in Germany that chimed in last two weeks. <laughs> Don't know your name. I appreciate you chiming in from Germany. I'm glad right. that I've been able to make it out there. Worldwide. I hope, I hope that I can continue to bring you content that you listen to. World star. Yep. I'm traveling the world now over here at hashtag I'm with Bozo. Uh, but what would be pretty sweet for our league if we want to take it to the next level is... Let's start putting bets on fucking weekly winners. See, so that was kind of that was also kind of my point in like doing the weekly so the weekly predictions and the yearly predictions. I wanted to like potentially come up with like, okay, this is the what majority of people are saying who they think are gonna win the league. Here's the odds for them to win the league. Let's start a little like sports book with it or something. Or like that'd be sweet. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know who we would do it. Probably Blake, because we all know Blake's the money man and he can manage everything. Blake would be the guy that would be the guy, you know what I mean, if we were to ever do it, I would think. Yeah, he would get my vote. But, That'd be badass. You know, oh, like say I, you know, all the rankings come out, people are saying, oh, like, hey, Ride Dog's going to win. Like seven out of 10 or seven out of 12 people say Ride Dog's going to win. So we make up some odds. Oh, I want to put twenty dollars down on Rye Dog to win at these odds. Bingo, bango, like da 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 da. I don't know. It could maybe be a thing. We would have to obviously come up with like, I I don't know, a bank of money, obviously, to where if like somebody won, you know what I mean. If if you won the bet, the money would have to come somewhere. So obviously, it's something to talk about down the road. That's why I wanted to do the predictions and everything. Like I agree with you. I think it would be something really cool to do, just as like with us. You know, it's like us. Yeah. This is like friends, you know, putting another awesome, amazing twist on our fantasy league. That's one of the greatest leagues out there. I agree. That'd be sweet. And, I mean, we could use 
we could come in and get a third party to rank our teams even at the start of the year. Right. That would be cool, too. I actually have somebody that would do that. Hashtag shout out to my boy Eric Thorpe who lets me use the banth every year through the draft. Ooh, Thorpedo. Yep. Um, all right, Corey, moving right along here. Um, you know how we're doing it with uh, who gets to go on next week. Um, I know you've given it some thought, and I would love to hear who you're putting in the hot seat next week with me on hashtag on Bozo. Uh, so for next week, I'm with Bozo. I wanted to bring the most dynamic duo to the hot seat because with Bitch Boy and BG joining the show, the GM is already on the hot seat. So I just want to uh, so, have you right. interview them and get so their take on be, how that works. Give me actual names, team name, and who they are. Uh, so team name is Hot Chub Time Machine. Owner, Brett Godro. He finances the operations. The GM, I'm sorry to say this, I don't know his real name other than Bitch Boy. <laughs> uh, I will also have to do some research on my end to find out his name. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's have uh, BGZ and Bitch Boy join up. BG and BB. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Um, Corey, it's been well, man. It's been great. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule to accompany me here tonight to discuss what's going on in our league this week and what was going on with your team. Uh, sucks you lost this week. I do wish you well moving forward. I hope to see you in the playoffs because I want to beat you again for another ship. For sure. No, it's been a good time. Uh, thanks for having me. Before I go, I just want to do one quick, uh, give everyone a lock of the week to get everyone some money. Stepping on Blake's territory here. Yeah. Blake. Oh, I Blake doesn't have I locks was, of the I was week. I'm gonna wait to debut this with Blake, but Blake, Corey's stealing your thunder here. Blake doesn't have locks of the week. Always bet against Blake. Um, but lock of the week, I'm gonna take it to college football. Yeah. I'm gonna stick it in the state here and go uh, MSU minus five over Nebraska. MSU minus five over Nebraska. You know what? You know what they say about. If you ever listen to Mike Blaney, you know what they say about odd spreads. Like five, five and a half, eight. Odd number spreads are usually easily coverable. You know what they say. That's what they say. So, well, I love what you did there. We might that that could be a new segment here uh, on hashtag I'm with Bozo. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, Corey, like I said, I appreciate the time. We're signing off here, and we will catch you, ladies and gentlemen, at the circus next time.